Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Planetial Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty and I'm your host and also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I have my guest today with me, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Great. I'm excited to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. And so the viewers or viewers, listeners know um, you are quite an organized guest because I am looking at a very detailed um, Google Doc right now. Uh, so kudos to you because that's impressive (laughs) hope it's not too much no it's great um so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself like where you live how old you are all that jazz yeah so I live in the high rockies of Colorado I'm 30 years old um I'm married and I'm actually expecting a baby this September oh that's so exciting yeah so first baby yes first baby Oh, very nice. Okay. <laughs> so then we're going to have to do some like serious adulting on this podcast. It feels like it. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and then what do you do for work? I work in the alter- alternative healthcare industry. Okay. And um, my husband works for kind of like a private um, computer company that's looking to go public. Oh, nice. And what does he do for them? Is he like a program? He does like remote, um, yeah, software stuff for them. Oh, that's great. So does he get to work from home? He does, which is really nice. Um, we also have a dog, so it helps that he's at home most of the time. Sometimes he'll travel to um, different cities, surrounding cities, but most of the time he's at home. That's really nice. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> now, do you think um, – I'm like just jumping right into it before we go through the finances, but if he's working from home, do you think that that will help with the baby with childcare? I think it can. Um, he does a lot of conference calls that are sometimes like video calls Oh, okay. So, um, from home. So I think that as far as childcare goes, he might be able to, you know, maybe um, do some remote work where he's not on a call in the afternoon and be able to be there for the baby. But as far as like full-time childcare, unfortunately, he won't be able to do that. I just say, keep thinking, remember that video that went viral of the guy doing like an interview and the kid crawls in like the room and he's like pretending like it's not happening. And the mom is like, (laughs) Oh my God, I need to get her out of here. I think it was a little, that that was all over the news. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I think of like with trying to like try and balance those two things that it could work sometimes, but it could also be tricky other times. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And I think he had like two or three kids too, which is even trickier. Yeah. That person did have a lot of kids, I think. Yeah. I think it was more than one. I think, and I think as the more you get them a little bit more complicated, it'll get. Right. So let's go over your finances. Okay. So I'm looking at the Google doc. So your husband makes 79,000 um, and you make um, 71. And what's your situation like? Are you in an office or are you home or... Yeah, so I'm in an office four days a week, so I kind of do four tens. Oh, that's a good schedule. Yeah, it's a great schedule. I um, put those numbers in from what we make last year because he his income can be based a lot on bonuses for how his company does. Okay. So it's very um, it changes a lot, and mine is solely commissions. So if I don't have a client, then I don't um, make any money. So um, it's very variable throughout the year. So I just kind of thought it'd be best just to base it off of the last year and then divide it up like that. Yeah, that's perfect. And so then what are you thinking when the baby comes? Because you mentioned when we, you know, in your spreadsheet that it's a small business. Mm -hmm. It is a very, very small business. So when the baby comes, I um, luckily I have been paying for Aflac, which is kind of like a different look alternative to having to miss work for um, anything like it could be anything from an illness to having a baby Um, so I've been paying towards that and that will pay me six weeks of um, partial of my salary and I think it's like 75 percent of my salary when did you get that policy Um, you had to have that before you were pregnant right yes you have to have it for 10 months before you can claim short-term disability, which is what they call a pregnancy for some reason. Um, <laughs> oh, that's uh, so odd, right? For 10 months, yeah. So I've actually had it for um, over 10 months, definitely. And when the baby comes, it'll be over a year that I've been paying towards that policy. That's great. And did you take that out once you started working for this small business? Because it- No, actually um, – I was looking because I'm not offered any um, insurance or benefits or maternity leave through my job. So I was looking into other options since my husband and I were trying to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And so that came up. So we jumped on that really quick. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that that's really smart because um, I'm assuming are you getting your health? I know health insurance is one of your expenses. Is that through your husband's company? Does he have all the benefits? Yes, he does. Perfect. But yeah, but then that doesn't cover your maternity because you're not an employee there. Okay. Right. And um, because our incomes are kind of, you know, almost evenly, um, he was really nervous. And so as I, of course, for taking some time off with the baby and you never know what's going to happen with that. So we figured at least six weeks will get us through part of it. Yeah, no, I think that was that was a great move to like research what you could do to try and cover the maternity since you don't have that. Yeah, but he does get um, paternity leave for two weeks, which is nice. Oh, perfect. And can he take that at any point? Because sometimes companies restrict when he can take it. Like, could you do your six weeks and then he could take his two? Oh, that's a great question. I'm going to have to ask. Okay. Yeah, sometimes um, companies like specify when they want it taken. Some of them are flexible. Um, Just kind of thinking it might be nice for you to have the option to have eight weeks with somebody home with the baby, like you could do six of them yeah. or two. I mean, it'd be awesome to be together, but if you had to just to kind of know what, if there's any restrictions on his paternity leave. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm writing it down. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. So good job on the Affleck. That's, that is a great, 
thing and for our listeners to know that, you know, kind of go and research other options. If you work for a really small business or maybe run your own business, that's a yeah. Yeah. And it's very affordable. I was surprised. Um, I pay probably around 130, um, but that's taken out um, of my paycheck. So that's like, I consider that a deduction in my spreadsheet. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So it's not, it's really um, based on my income and um, having to use that. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And you only have to have it 10 months. So Usually when you're planning to have a baby, if it's not a surprise, if you're planning it out, you probably know about a year in advance. Yeah, exactly. If you're doing the wedding thing and everything first. Um, right. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's a great, a great idea. Um, we haven't had anyone that has done that before. So I'm impressed. I like that idea. So then now it also seems like you own your own home out in Colorado. We do. We just purchased. So we got married two years ago and then we bought a home last year. And then this year we're having a baby. So we're, we're just getting of, it all done. A lot of yeah, big adulting <laughs> in the last three years. And that is why, um, as you mentioned um, earlier, that the, my credit card debt is a little, um, well, a lot high. Our credit card debts are a lot high. We just had a lot of expenses. And um, unfortunately, neither of us really saved a lot in um, our early adult life. And we were paying off student loans and kind of just having fun and um, didn't have any savings. So when we bought a house, we had to also have um, mortgage insurance too. I was going to ask, so what did you, what did you put down? down? So it says you purchased the home for four seventy nine last year. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. it'll just be a year this year. You're coming up on your year anniversary. Yeah, this April. Um, we put 3% down. Okay. And that was kind of the minimum you could put down um, at the time. Perfect. And then what do you know what your interest rate is? Our interest rate is actually kind of high. I know that um, our um, mortgage broker just emailed me and said that it dropped to like 3 to 4%. I believe it was 6.45. Wow, that is high. Yeah. It might be worth looking to refinance it. Is that what he said? Yeah. And I just listened to your um, podcast with Gracie and I was like, huh, maybe I should refinance. <laughs> he actually just contacted us asking if we were interested in refinancing. Yeah, I would look because they just um, were recording this um, very beginning of March. So they just lowered um, the interest rates again. So it's possible that that will trickle. It doesn't always immediately trickle down to mortgages, but it's possible that they could go a little lower. Yeah. So yeah, if you could cut your mortgage by 3%, that would be great. So I would definitely investigate that. So typically when you're refinancing, you know, if you'd been in the house five or six years and then you go to refinance and you go back to a 30 year, you're kind of starting over, but you're mm-hmm. only one year into your mortgage. Okay. So I think this would be a great time to look at it. And I know you had mentioned that you didn't want to do some more house upgrades this summer, windows and doors. Yes, we have so many house projects. Um, because we live really close to ski resorts, our, um, we have really high uh, prices for houses. And so we bought a fixer-upper at that price. <laughs> and uh, we had to do a lot of um, work on it before we moved in. And then this summer, because we only have kind of a short season to do any kind of uh, big renovations, yeah, work, um, we needed to get it done this summer so that the house stays warm for the winter. <laughs> yeah, because the, the windows and the doors helps keep the heat in. So keep keeping your heating costs with a long winter. Is- yeah, exactly. So yeah, I would definitely email your broker back and look at a refi and just because you did a 30 year, right? Originally? Yes, we did a 30 year fixed. And I was actually confused because I thought that if you refinance as soon that there would be a penalty or something against your loan. But I 
I'm assuming that's incorrect. I, I haven't, um, not to say that it's not correct. Um, I don't think that there would be, this is the person that sold you the mortgage originally, your mortgage broker. Yes. Yeah. So if he's reaching out with a refi, I was going to suggest you do it anyway, but I would find out, um, what that looks like for you and how much lower the rate can go. And then I would lock it in again for 30 years. Okay, great. Yeah. The 30 year mortgage, some people say isn't as good. I think Susie Gorman says like you should do a 15 mm-hmm. or some other personal finance expert. If you can afford it, it's great. But I think the 30 year, the nice thing about the 30 year is you have the lower payment. And if you want to pay it off in 15, you can. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but perfect. it gives you that wiggle room so that you're not locked into that higher payment. And then you have 30 years and, you know, if you can get yourself a 3% interest rate, that's a great rate. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And maybe that will help. I don't know how much equity you'll have in the house because you put 3% down in, in a year's time. You're not going to have really contributed that much to it. It's going to be interest. But even if you don't get very, if you know, the other girl's getting money out because they had it for a little while, even if you're not going to get anything out, it's still worth lowering your payment. Yes, definitely. Because right now your payment is 2600 Yes. Yeah, so you should be able to lower that. If that yeah, if, and that's still worth it. If only, if all you do is lower it, I still think it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely look into that. Yeah, look into that, and maybe you would get five thousand out of it or something minimal, but that would still definitely help. Yeah. So yeah, so put that on your to do list. Okay. And then we'll run through. So basically, um, combined income together is approximately one hundred and fifty. That being said, yours is variable, and your husband's can be variable based on his bonuses. But that's what you made last year. Yes. And then your expenses is um, we have homeowners insurance, which is four fifty HOA three hundred. Um, property tax, property tax, not bad. 1800 for the year. Oh man. Colorado has the best property tax. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's lovely. You're going to like, you, people are going to be listening to this and be like, what? 1800? Like, that can't be right. <laughs> and then water and sewer is 650 and then car insurance is 2000. So your total uh, expenses for the house for the year are going to be just over 5,000. And then your monthly expenses, we have the mortgage of 2600 which I think if you refi, you could lower that. Mm-hmm. Car payment or truck payment, 400 So is your car paid off? Yes, I own my car. Perfect. And does it, is it still have some time to go on it? Luckily, yes. And it's, it probably will last probably another five years or so. so. Okay, good. Perfect. Um, cell phones, Comcast, got to love Netflix, Amazon. So one of your big expenses yeah. is... Health insurance, so that's six hundred a month. Mm-hmm. So yeah, between that and the the car payment and the mortgage, you're at thirty six hundred right there. Yeah. Um, but it does say that you are doing a hundred dollars a month to your Roth IRA, and then your husband is doing seven hundred um, through his company with a company match of two fifty. So you're putting away, to, if I'm adding this up correctly, just over a thousand a month with yes. with the retirement between the two of you. Yes, and I just started the Roth IRA last December, so it's there's not much there, but he does have quite a bit in his 401k, and I'm so sorry I forgot to ask him how much was in there. No, that's okay. Um, so that sounds like ideally you want to do around ten percent for retirement. Okay. Being said, I mean that's like a starting point. So if your gross is 150, 15,000, so right now, so it looks like you're probably about close. So you're doing 12,600. And then it says you're also putting 50 into savings, just general savings as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not too far off from targeting like a 15,000 as a household into savings for retirement. Okay. But I think the first thing to do is to talk about, I think what we need to do for the baby to come 
is we need to talk about a couple things. One, how we increase your regular just emergency fund savings, uh-huh. get rid of your debt. And then I wanted to know if you guys have life insurance. Um, yes, actually, Eric does have life insurance. I totally forgot about that. Um, but I do not. Okay. And his life insurance, is it through work or is it a, something he owns himself? No, it is something he owns himself. And I actually think I know how much he pays. He pays um, twice a year. Okay. And um, it's uh, basically 1600 twice a year. It's like, that's expensive. Maybe that's once a year. Does that sound more... <laughs> I thought it was twice a year, but maybe... No, it could be. I'm curious what type of insurance he has. Do you know? Okay. I don't. He, When he was in college, he used to sell um, short-term life insurance and life insurance. So I was just hoping that he picked the right one. <laughs> Sounds like he's paying too much for that. So that's like another annual cost that he's doing. Okay. Because what I think we could maybe do, depending on what he has, how and how old is your husband? You're 30 and how old is he? He's 34. 34. Okay. So he's not, not maybe given the price. Do you know what, what the value, like if he passed away, do you know what the insurance policy would pay? I want to, I'm probably wrong, but I'm guessing it's like a million or something like that. Okay. So why don't we do this a little bit of homework and we can always do this as a follow-up for our, our listeners. But find out what um, what the that's called the death benefit. What happens if he passes away? Okay. You also want to make sure um, since you're married and have a, having a baby that I would imagine you're the beneficiary. But sometimes if he if he bought it in college or after college, he might have not. It might be his mom or dad or his sibling or something. Okay. So you want to check to see who the beneficiary is. Yeah. You want to check to see what kind of policy it is because maybe if it's a whole life policy, maybe we can convert that to a term policy meaning that the insurance only is valid for a certain time frame. Okay. Just for instance, because he bought this before he turned 30, right? He bought this when he was in his 20s. I don't think so, actually. I think he bought it right before we got married. Oh, okay. Um, He was over 30. So he was over 30. Just trying to think. To give you an idea, females and males are different. Um, and It depends on, you know, your class or anything. But I pay about twelve hundred, and I have two million dollars of insurance. Okay. So he's paying thirty two hundred a year for a million. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering. Yeah. It seems like it might be a little high. So that's another place that we could potentially find a little bit of money and still get you the same coverage. Okay, great. Um, the the purpose with term is it's just pure insurance. It's not an investment account as well, which is kind of how they sell whole life. And so if you did a thirty year term, for instance. When he's 64, he will no longer have insurance. But at that point, you know, your child will be an adult, right? 30. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll hopefully have saved for retirement. The house will be paid off, right? Because 30-year mortgage. So all of yeah. the major expenses, there would be a tragedy to lose your husband, your spouse, but there shouldn't be a financial tragedy at that point, uh-huh. right? That makes We have 30 years to make sure that in 30 years, you're in a good financial position with both of you or one of you. Okay. So that's something to look into because maybe because it, it would be good for you to have insurance too. Okay. Um, and because your incomes are very similar, I would say you probably want to have a, around the same amount of coverage for you because okay. um, if God forbid anything happened to you, you know, in the near term, he's going to lose 50% of the income and still have a baby to take care of. Right. Right. Which would be hard with the mortgage and the health insurance probably wouldn't be dramatically different. Uh, he mm-hmm. would still be on a family plan with a child. Um, so he right. would have a lot of expenses still 
um, if he lost you and your income. Mm -hmm. So, so far we have going on for homework. You're going to find out about the paternity policy for his job. Yes. You're going to look into a refinance for the mortgage. Yes. And then we're going to look into uh, your husband's insurance, um, life insurance, the death benefit and the type of insurance. Okay. And then we're going to, you can't get it right now because you're pregnant. I'm pretty sure you have to wait till after the baby comes. Um, okay. But that would be something on your to-do list for when the baby comes is to look for an insurance policy, a life insurance. And I would do term. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, you know, setting up yourself financially with your retirement and emergency fund and, you know, building equity in your home and just having pure insurance so that after the time frame you pay for and it's done, then you don't need it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause I guess if we were just basing it off of what I, what I, I'm paying and I'm doing 1200 a year for 2 million and I got it at like 30, then mm-hmm. you should be able to spend like 600 a year and have a million. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 600 or 700. So we might be able to cut some of the insurance costs and have more coverage so that you're both covered for the same amount and still maybe save a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to say good job on the student loans. So you, student loans are all paid off at this point. Yes. Both of our student loans are paid off. Awesome. <laughs> Um, okay. And then between the two of you, um, there's $35,000 on credit cards. Yes. Okay. So are, what are the interest rates on those cards? Um, they are like 12%. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. They're here. Yeah. Um, okay. So one strategy that I, I give people sometimes is to transfer them the balances onto a 0% APR card. Okay. You have to be really diligent if you're going to do this because you're going to pay a fee to transfer them. And then you have to stick to a budget. My In my ideal scenario, if you do this, you pay the transfer fee and then you commit to trying to pay it off in the time that you have 0% interest. So if you can find a card for 18 months, then you commit to paying off the 35 plus the transfer fee in mm-hmm. 18 months. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. So that would be with 35,000, that would be a lot a month. And so basically I have your take home coming in as 9,300 and then expenses, um, as being 54, but then we also have to add in like groceries and just the random things that come up. Mm -hmm. So left over, I would say more likely left over, you probably have 2,800 a month left over. Okay. Yeah. Just after groceries and um, food and gas and that sort of stuff, maybe 25. So if you commit at 2000 a month to paying off the credit cards and it mm-hmm. could 2,500 depending on the month, yeah, that would be great. And then with the refi and with the insurance, maybe we can get some extra cash there that we can attack the, the credit cards with as well. With more. Yeah. With more. Yeah. That makes Does sense. Does that make sense? That would be awesome. Yes. So you just have to kind of sit down and say, okay, we're really just going to tackle this and get rid of it. Then it also really puts you on a good budget for when the baby comes. Yeah. Because you're going to be- Yeah, that's what we're nervous about. Yes. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> feel the same way. I would want to have the credit cards much you know, lower by September. Because if you do that now, you can probably get rid of about, hopefully you can do 12000 maybe a bit more, maybe 15000 and then tackle that on the student loans. Or in the student loans on the credit cards. Okay. And then it'll get a little tighter once the baby comes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of what um, we, our pattern was. It was, we were trying to put so much towards our credit card that we would put our, say, whole paycheck one 
um, paycheck towards a credit card. And then at the end of the month, we're like, oh, we forgot to pay this and this. So then we would have to use a credit card. And so it's such a bad um, cycle that we were doing. Yeah, I would definitely... I would definitely be on a strict budget between now and when the baby comes and try and get as much of that down as possible. And then, but I would definitely switch it to a 0% so that at least you're, you're getting ahead on it. Okay. And I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that the refinance might give you a chunk of money. Me too. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be great. And then, but then, then we have the door, cause I'm assuming with the insurance that we're going to be able to finagle that and get you both have coverage with the same amount of money, if not save a thousand dollars, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 500 or save something. So if the refinance gives you a chunk of change. I would definitely put that on the credit card. And then the windows and the doors for the house. This is what I'm nervous about. How are we going to do that? I guess you could look to see if you can finance that through like the, the vendor at 0%. I would also look for a 0% for that. Okay. Like doing like Lowe's or a Home Depot. Yep. Like would that be bad to open another card though for that? I don't want you to... But if you definitely need to do it for the house, I would look for 0% rather than putting it on a card with 0%. And then I would just have the other, I think it's probably going to take you most likely two years to get everything financed. And that's with like sticking with a fairly strict budget. Yeah. Okay. Because when you go down to maternity, you're going to get 70% of your income, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be, so hopefully what happens is we refinance the house. You get a little bit of cash. You get a lower monthly payment. Ideally, mm-hmm. yeah. ideally we, we figure out what kind of life insurance your husband has. And it's, I'm assuming the more expensive kind, and we can probably get the same coverage for less. So we have some savings there. And then we transfer the credit cards to a 0%. But I do think budgeting is going to be key because if you can keep grocery bills low and maybe not um, spend as much, that, that's really the only place you have wiggle room. Okay. Okay, so you think it's better to not to not take from like his 401k or stop doing the savings? Well, the savings, the $50 I would keep doing cuz we want to build the emergency fund, right? Okay, yeah. You could continue with the Roth for now. I I'd, I'd like to keep, see if we can do it through budgeting. Okay. Um, that makes sense. And if you can't, then you could turn off the the Roth. The reason I don't want to turn off the emergency fund is I don't want to end up back on a credit card. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, and he has the company match, and he's putting that in, and that's lowering your taxable income, which is good. That gives you a little yeah. bit of a break. Do you think you'll get a tax refund in April? Yes, we're getting five thousand um, back in April, which means that we really need to look at how we're how our taxes are going. Um, but we're, we already both decided that that'll go right towards um, his credit card since his is a little higher. Perfect. So yeah, I would put that right on the credit card. So let's just say you get 5,000 from the tax refund. Let's say you find out if you get anything from the mortgage, uh-huh. okay. but let's assume we can save a thousand on insurance. There's six, right? Mm-hmm. So there's 6,000 at the 35 gets you down to 29,000. If you can commit to 2,000 or tw- if ideally 2,500, then you can get that knocked out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Yeah, so you could get that. If you can do 2,500 a month after, let's say we get 6,000 off of it in April between uh-huh. figuring out the, the life insurance and the tax refund, then you do 2,500 a month towards the credit cards. You can have it paid off in 12 months. Great, that sounds amazing. And then... With this summer, because the baby's coming in September, I'd almost like say, like, could you wait a year on the windows and doors and see how it goes with the baby? Because then you have all of your debt and then you're done. Because what do you think the windows yeah. and doors are going to cost? I mean, I'm guess I, 
I, we haven't done a lot of research, but we have done a little. We're probably around like five, maybe 8,000. The reason why we really want to do new windows and doors is that because we live in a very um, like touristy market, yeah. we were going to do short-term rentals on our home during the holidays, which is when everybody comes up here. And one of our sliding glass doors doesn't open and close properly. Oh. <laughs> so we really need to do that in order to be able to be on like Airbnb and VRBO and that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I like the idea better if it's going to maybe generate some more income. Okay. Great. Does that make sense? Because then you could let the Airbnb pay for the new doors and windows, which is then another reason why you should do a 0% from wherever the vendor is. Okay. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. And we could, we're thinking we'll probably be able to get like five or $600 a night um, on Airbnb. Perfect. So that's 10 nights and you pay for your windows and doors. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's, let's like um, balance it out this way. So windows and doors are going to be on a 0%, get a deal from Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever. You'll Airbnb okay. over the holidays and that will pay that off. So if you do a 12 month 0%, then the expectation is that's paid off with the income over the winter. Right away. Okay, right. great. And then for the credit card, you're going to use your tax refund. Hopefully we have some savings from the refi and from the life insurance. And we're going to use that plus 2,500 a month, which I think you have that wiggle room in your budget based on your expenses um, and pay uh-huh. that off over the next 12 months. And I actually um, just got some information from him. He has a whole life policy. It's $100,000 and it's 20 payments um, once a year. So he does pay that sixteen hundred once a year. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that but it's only a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, that is way too expensive and not enough coverage. Okay. If he passed away and you got a hundred thousand dollars, I mean, you'd have to sell the house. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, I think it must have been lucrative to him because it's like a a finite amount of payments and it covers him his whole life. I know, but but um, you know, obviously. $100,000 is different now than it was, you know, 30 years ago versus how it's going to be 60 years from now. So. Yeah, $100,000, even in 10 years, will you would hopefully we have money saved up by then, but you would still have a mortgage payment that would be a lot for your income. Right. Um, okay. I had a feeling it was whole life because typically that is what they sell because there's good commissions on them. And they like, if you're in the business and you sell them, like you really think they're great. Looking at you from the outside, you have a big risk if anything were to happen to him for your finances. Yeah. Because you lose okay. 50% of your income, you lose your access to health insurance, and you lose the match on the 401k. Yes. And besides losing your spouse, which is traumatic enough by itself. Right. You don't want to right. lose all of that and then now have to sell your house when you have no equity in it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. 100000 isn't going to... It's better than nothing, but it's definitely, you're still going to have a financial problem. So we definitely want to look at him getting, uh, I think a million and you can talk between the two of you what you think would be enough. But if let's say you can get a million probably for about that same amount, maybe a little bit less Okay. or maybe do 750, but then the more, ideally you would want to have the mortgage paid off. Right. 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 Cause that mortgage is based on two incomes, which are equal. Um, and then p- potentially have money for childcare, helping raise the child, right? Um, right. So I think a million sounds about right because the the mortgage, the you know the mortgage right now is probably about four seventy, right? For for what did you put down? You put three percent down. Yeah. Yes. So you put fifteen thousand yeah. down, give or take. 
Um, so the mortgage and the home value are probably about the same. So, um, if you had a million in life insurance, you get a million. And then, so you could, let's say it happened tomorrow, you'd wipe out the credit card debt for 35,000. You'd wipe out the mortgage for, let's just say it's for 64, right? So right there, we're Mm -hmm. talking about 500,000 of it's gone. If it happened tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. It's hard to talk about life insurance because it's kind of morbid in a way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, it, it totally makes sense why it's necessary. Yeah, it's morbid. And the nice thing is once you decide on it and you buy it, you're usually good for 30 years. You never have to do it again. That's okay. the way I think about it. You do it once and then you're done. Okay. And then the other thing you, you'll want to do is have a will just as a backup. But let's okay. just to say, okay, now once you get the insurance in place, if anything happens to you, you could just stay where you, you want to make sure all your beneficiaries are set up. Your Roth has, your husband is a beneficiary and his 401k has you. And then you want to make sure your life insurance policies have beneficiaries as well. Um, but you definitely also want to have a will um, with the guardianship provision just to say, God, would both of you were killed in a car accident, who's going to take care of the baby and what happens to the money? Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's start with the paternity. Let's refinance the mortgage. Let's look into okay. term insurance for both you and your husband. You'll have to wait till after the baby. Let's do a zero okay. percent credit card and roll those monies over on there. And then let's plan on doing twenty five hundred dollars a month towards the credit cards and get them locked out in a year. Okay. We can I would that. look for a zero percent card for eighteen months just in case when the baby comes, you're not able to do twenty five hundred. Maybe you drop down to fifteen. Okay. And then for the windows and doors, I would look for a zero percent um for Lowe's or Home Depot and then know that you know, the first 10 rentals, that money is going to go to pay that off. Yeah, definitely. How's that sound? Did I overwhelm you? I gave you a lot. No, it's um, not overwhelming. It's, it's, it sounds really good. I always um, sometimes struggle with budgets because I feel like, you know, you're only young once, like if somebody asks you to go out to eat, it's really hard. But I think, you know, with my new circumstance and being pregnant, um, it's definitely doable. Yes. I, and just remember, once you get rid of the credit cards and then you start the Airbnb, you have that little additional revenue coming in. I think it'll be worth it to not have to worry about me because there's going to be more expenses with the baby. I think it's good mm-hmm. to try and tackle as much of it as you can before before the baby comes. Okay. Um, and yeah. not to say that you can't have fun. You just have to be a little bit, I want to, you have to be a little bit more proactive about it. So like maybe instead of going out, have people over and have people yeah. bring, everyone brings a part of the dinner or something, you know, I you can still have fun and, but you can save, you can still save money while you're doing it. You just have to plan it a little bit better. If that makes sense. Like it's more planning to be like, okay, I'm going to go to the wine store and get, well, you can't drink, but if you wanted to have your friends over, so you're going to save money there. You're not drinking alcohol, but if you wanted to have people over, just like going to the grocery store in advance and being like, okay, I'm going to get these things. And yeah. Yeah. It's actually been um, really helpful that I can't drink and I haven't even wanted to. And my husband hasn't been drinking either, so we have saved quite yeah, a bit of money I feel like, from doing I feel like when you go out at restaurants and stuff, that's, like, usually where they get you is on the alcohol. Oh, yeah. Def- absolutely. I feel like if I had just only eaten food, I would have paid half the amount. <laughs> yeah, we've been surprised because we um, do limit ourselves. We go out to eat probably once a week, and it's usually breakfast. And we're like, oh, wow, or lunch or something. And usually it's a lot, lot almost half less than what we usually pay. Yeah, for definitely because without the alcohol. Yeah, I, I think because based on your budget, leftover for other expenses was thirty eight hundred. Um, so that's with six hundred in groceries and four hundred with eating out. That would leave technically twenty eight hundred. Yeah. I think 
include gas in there. So I'm thinking 25. Yeah. So we see how it feels, but I do think that you can budget and, and you have some wiggle room and hopefully with the refinance um, and the 0% cards and we save a little on the life insurance, I think that will help too. Yeah. I'm really excited. I've always been kind of weary of doing a card transfer because of the fee but I'm sure because of how much we have, it's probably going to be less than the percentage. It works really well when you commit to like, I'm going to pay it off in 12 to 18 months, then it's worth paying the fee. If you continue to not pay on it for 18 months, then it doesn't, it's not worth, you know, it's not worth right, it really. Right. Yeah. But if we think we, I do think we can really get rid of it in 12 to 18 months. So then it's worth paying the fee just so that when you're making those payments, you're all, pay, you're paying off the entire amount. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. You're welcome. Okay, great. Well, we'll wrap it up for our listeners. Um, thank, thank you, Kate, for coming on. Thank you. Yeah. And for our lovely listeners, if you like us, please rate and review us on iTunes. And you can also check out our online classes. We are launching our second class this month at www.planancial.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NIA, or Stride Bank NIA, members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.